you think you know what we're going to talk about. And welcome back to Three Fates Decide. It just sounds more dramatic that way. All right. So this week we are going to be talking about... But just when you least expect it, we changed the game. One Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. I mean, we always celebrated Easter. Here part of the Half-Blood Prince. So we're going to do another free talk, freestyle thing. No planned discussion. At the end of the day, only one thing matters. We decide. We're going to hit the, the main highlights. That is the thing that we were saying back in that episode. Quick recap. Three Fates Decide podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Fates Decide. My name is Liz, and I'm here with my two co-hosts, Sam and Mary. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello. So um, this episode, we're going to do a follow-up to um, an episode that we actually got a lot of downloads from some of you listeners uh, that we did last summer. And this is kind of like a follow-up slash update due to some newer developments and, you know, more recent examples of uh, things we we can discuss. Um, And the episode in question is PR in Hollywood. Uh, We're going to focus on some really interesting public relations issues in relation to Warner Brothers, particularly the DC um, EU movies. Um, I mean, for those of you who have been following what's been going on, especially if you happen to be fans of the DC movies, you may be aware of, of course, as we discussed in the previous episode, the whole situation between Johnny and Amber. And yeah, some additional stuff happened subsequent to the uh, to um, the end of the trial that we will be discussing, and uh, some other stuff that happened to another actor in the DC movies, one Ezra Miller, which is an ongoing situation. So it's very possible that depending on when you're listening to this episode, maybe new stuff has happened since you know between when we're recording this and when you're listening to it, but, you know, keep that in mind. So, just so we can, you know, have a good starting point on where to start with this episode, let's do the whole thing with Amber. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, they must have known that we recorded last week. So, then it was like, (laughs) oh, Amber's coming out with with an interview. (laughs) You know, so after the... Like, literally the day after the verdict was read, Amber's attorney, Elaine, went on a little spree of going to these different talk shows and talking about how terrible this trial was and how it wasn't fair and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they were going to appeal. And then a week later, Johnny's two attorneys, uh, Camille and Ben, went on a couple of the talk shows also. And basically, you know, just discussing things. It was very professional, you know, whatever. And Amber's team came out with a statement like, oh, they're on like a victory tour. You know, meanwhile, this is like a step back for women. And it's like, hello, did you forget that like your attorney went out the day after and like blame the jury, blame the judge, like blame like everybody. Anyway, so now... 
I guess it was about two weeks ago, and I can't remember if we talked about it last week, even though I literally just went through the recording, but Amber had flown on a private plane to from Virginia to New York, spent the day in New York, and then flew back. And nobody knew why. Like, why did she go to New York? Like, how can she afford this private plane, all that stuff? Well, it turns out that she had a nice hour-long interview with Suzanne Gunthrie on Dateline, NBC. And NBC paid for the private plane. So that's how she was able to travel back and forth and all that stuff. But so throughout the past week, Dateline has been throwing in, you know, little clips of the interview and, you know, shocker, Amber is standing her ground, basically still stating that Johnny abused her and that she's telling the truth. And, you know, she doesn't blame the jury because of course they're going to believe Johnny. You know, they spent three and a half weeks listening to how she isn't, you know, a, a perfect victim or whatever. Anyway. And then the full hour interview aired on Friday. So a couple things with this. Obviously, you know, one thing that I think a lot of people have noticed is the mainstream media definitely is on Amber Heard's side. Suzanne Gunthrie, I don't think is. Believe it or not, her husband works with Johnny Depp's legal team, which is pretty funny. But... um. <laughs> Mainstream media is de- is most definitely on Amber's side. Her PR team it worked very, very hard because at the very beginning of the trial, everything was pro-Johnny against Amber, you know, whatever. Obviously, the public opinion is more pro-Johnny and anti-Amber. Well, since they can't get the public, they're going to try and get the media. So they kind of put all hands on deck. She fired her PR team halfway through the trial she hired a new PR guy, not the best choice because he's actually, like, you know, has been accused of sexually assaulting women and, and stuff like that. So, you know, good choice there. Um, but, you know, after she, she hired this guy in his group, all of a sudden you saw a lot of the main, you know, uh, magazines and all these articles came up about why we need to believe Amber and blah, 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 blah. blah. And like, it was like, everywhere i mean all of these different places vogue and like these high-end like magazines about why we need to believe amber and why it's time to you know it 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 was crazy and then when the verdict happened again all the mainstream media was about how this is such a backlash to women and blah 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 so this is amber's first time coming out and speaking and something interesting happened so again i mentioned NBC was posting clips of certain things. And one of them, uh, she messed up. She had a slip up. Well, when the air, uh, the hour long uh, interview came out, they edited the slip up. But it, it, it's kind of silly because everyone already heard it. So I'm just going to read it. So in the original vi- um, clip that they put out there, she was being asked about her uh, starting physical fights with Johnny and how she claims now she's never started a physical fight, but on audio, she had, she said that she has. So her statement was, they testified on the stand about this, that 
when your life is at risk, not only will you take the blame for things that you shouldn't take the blame for, but when you are in an abusive dynamic, uh, psychologically, emotionally, and physically, you don't have the resources that say you or I do with the luxury of saying, hey, this is black and white. So she separated herself from the mm -hmm. victims of psychological, emotional, and physical abuse. And, you know, they don't have the resources that she or Suzanne Gunthley would, would have. Okay. So I believe her team must have seen people were calling it out. So when the hour long video came out, again, she started out that whole thing as I testified, you know, when you're in an abusive dynamic, psychologically, emotionally, and physically, you don't have the luxury of saying, hey, this is black or black and white. They completely cut out the whole resources that you or I have or whatever, because they know that was huge. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, she did that a lot. She did that a lot. She would misspeak and say, I was hitting myself, you know, and would completely separate herself. As we talked about, you know, she would, when she was talking about getting hit, she was doing the aggressive movements and not the defensive movements and stuff like that. This is just another example. Um, so her PR team definitely stepped up with that. One other thing that they did was it was definitely going around on like Wednesday and Thursday that for everyone saying like, don't watch it. Like we don't want to give her airtime, whatever, like don't watch it, don't watch it, don't watch it, wait till it's on YouTube and whatever. So they sent out an article, NBC sent out an article saying that Amber Heard um, provided a binder worth of psychology notes or psychologist notes from years in the making, um, proving that she complained about the um, abuse with her psychologist. So... I think what they they thought was going to happen was if they kind of dangled that in you know on 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 the line that people would you know go and watch it so that they can hear about the psychology notes. It didn't work. Um, there's an article that came out that Dateline actually dropped between 18 and 50 percent viewing on Friday because of Amber's interview. It just like it, it, there was like no one. I think only 2.1 million worldwide. Watch. I didn't. I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> I was like, I I saw like snippets from on YouTube, but and I was like, the minute because I saw the where she said that, and then I was like, then I heard they changed, they edited that part out. I was like, really? And and it, it, I think this is definitely a an example of where PR failed. You know she's trying to kind of reach out to the public opinion and, and get people more on her side. Problem is, is I don't think it doesn't matter how much PR she has because she kind of speaks off the cuff at times she rats herself out. Like I said, that slip up and things like that. And then psychology notes. I mean, first of all, you look at the handwriting between that and the the diary that she had with Johnny or whatever, the handwriting is mm -hmm. very, very, very similar. So that's out there that it's possibly that she wrote those notes. And then Johnny's team came out, which Bravo to his PR slash attorney team, saying that technically those notes were discussed 
they weren't locked out of the trial because um, Curry and Hughes both read those notes. And the reason why they weren't allowed to be in court, number one, they're hearsay because, you know, psychologists, therapists, they're, they're basically reporters. They write down what you say. You don't have proof that what you're saying is true. You could be lying till you're blue in the face, but they're going to write it. But also that it is known that those notes were, were actually written years after the fact. It's not like it was real time. You know, she went years later and said, oh, in 2012, he did this. And in 2013, he did this. Like, it was a setup. So that's why um, they weren't shown to the jury, basically, in the trial. So, but that, this is a, I, I don't know what, what her PR team and her, and her law team, actually, are trying to do because they're setting her up to be sued again. And the woman can't afford it. Connie could technically sue her again for defamation because she's, even though she got, you know, she lost for defamation and, you know, she's still saying, well, he abused me and he did the, 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 like, and literally I think today there was an article that Johnny's team is, is actually going to put a stop to it. Like they're not going to allow her to do this with anyone else. Like this was her one and only shot. I don't think they're going to go after her at this point. I'm sure Johnny doesn't want to. But they, uh, they're going to make sure she doesn't do it again. And I think if she does, she'll be in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's the update. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I know she really wants to, uh, sue, to uh, appeal, but I don't think she has a leg to stand on for one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like at all. Right. But is this a, like the best strategy not just legally for her, but also just for her rep, try to build, rebuild her reputation. Mm. Uh, well, when you are obsessed with somebody and you can't handle the fact that you can't talk about them, you're going to do what you have to in order to talk about them. And that's what she's doing. Person who says, I just want to be left alone and whatever she's, she won't stop. Every time the conversation like ends, she's got to do something to bring it back. Constantly, like it's just like, and and again, where's her PR team? Where is her attorney saying like, okay, enough, you're done, you're done. But you know, I'm sure the her PR team because she fired her one PR team literally in the middle of her court case. He he doesn't want to get fired. But yeah, her is definitely you know this is a a case of her PR team gone terribly wrong because. That that did not work out in their favor, I think, at all. Right. Yeah. And, you know, because of, like, this whole mess with the trial and, like, her own behavior, it's like, now there are a lot of rumors and speculation about the Aquaman uh, sequel Mm -hmm. regarding, like, how much of the movie she's going to be in because um I could be wrong but I think they're like more or less like in post post reduction at this point um right so you know obviously for those of you who are you know familiar with like the filmmaking process obviously post production is when you do a lot of the you know slicing and dicing of the film that has been you know the footage that's been shot you know you do additional special effects that you know you didn't already 
start working on before, during pre-production, um, you clean up things, you know, you have actors going into recording booth studios to, you know, maybe redub, um, you know, some of their lines in case it didn't get picked up on the mics on set, you know, well enough, etc. Right. And they do t- what's called test screenings. Right. Get fans' reactions and that is what happened. So, you know, you have all these things that, you know, need to be done to try to create a final product before it goes to the theater. And that's pretty much what the post-production, you know, stage of filmmaking is about. So there's a lot of speculation and rumors at this point, because obviously, you know, nobody's going to make official statements about it yet, at least. But... There are rumors and speculations that because of what had gone on in the trial and, you know, even, you know, especially because of the recent interview, the gossip has really started amping up. But there's speculation that either her role in the movie is going to get slashed pretty significantly, you know, during the editing process, or they may actually fire her and refilm her scenes with a completely different actor, which would be a very bold move for Warner Brothers to do at this point. Has been done which before, I hope they though. do. Yeah. Oh, I hope. I so. really hope they do. Because, I mean, they... I know they stood behind her, but all the shit that's come out about it, I mean, come on now. You can't continue to stand behind her. You're You're going to lose money on the film if you... Even by just cutting her scenes, if she's still in it, people are not going to want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Well, right. And, and and that was the whole thing is there was a test uh, filming and uh, people went and saw it. And then so technically when you go to these tests, like you're not supposed to say anything. And it got out very quickly that she was in like 25 minutes of the movie. And it like caused an uproar on social media like an uproar like just hearing 25 minutes that she's in this movie and it was like and like you know obviously there's certain spoilers that came out as to like why she's in it for as long as she is and blah blah blah. I think there's ways for them to cut it down but I I I definitely think their safest bet because I don't think it's coming out until what 2023 you get someone in yeah. there that can just quickly do, if it's not that many scenes, really quickly do some reshoots. I mean, reshoots happen all the time. So do the reshoots of just those scenes right. and and edit it in there. Like it's like I said, it's been done before. There was when uh, Kevin Spacey was fired. What's his name? Uh, jumped in to uh, what's the? Can't even remember what it was. But someone re- like two weeks before the movie came out reshot all the scenes and he was the main character so you know it's possible to do it's a pain in the butt sure but if she's not in that much of the movie anyway why not have money yeah, in your and- budget for reshoots anyway might as well do it yeah warner brothers has been like weirdly you know like the way they've been reacting and or you know not reacting as the case may be, you know, backwards. Or with, yeah, yeah <laughs> with like, you know, Amber has been like, what are you guys doing? Like, you're just letting this happen. I mean, I don't get it. 
Well, right. And that was what a lot of people were complaining about because they, they didn't technically fire Johnny, but they asked him to step down after the UK trial. They kept Amber in. I don't think people would have necessarily been as upset. I mean, obviously people would have still been upset that Johnny wasn't in Fantastic Beasts and all that stuff, but like let Amber stay when there was all those audios going around of her haunting Johnny and admitting to hitting him and like, you know, all this stuff. And they kept her in, they let her film. And then you sit there and and you say, well, you know, she almost didn't even make the the Aquaman too because they didn't have chemistry. Why didn't you replace her? Especially with all of this going on. That was your out. Right? I don't understand. Yeah, that's the Yeah, exactly. That is the really baffling thing. It's like, okay, even if you ignore, you know, her sit- her situation with Johnny, right? Just the fact that you guys are saying, t- you know, internally that there is no real chemistry between her and Jason and they are supposed to be love interests. It's like what the hell, man? <laughs> like, right? You know? It's like that's great that you can edit the the chemistry in there, but like who wants to put all that effort in when it should be seamless? <laughs> I mean, you know, in other projects, you know, actors have been fired yeah. and replaced for the same reason that like the chemistry was not working. Yeah. You know, and and, you know, hopefully when those situations happen, there was no hard feelings because, you know, if you really are a professional, you understand that, you know what, if it's just, if you and your scene partner are just not clicking, then, you know, that's just how it is. So it's like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get what you're doing, Warner Brothers. It doesn't make any sense. We're all baffled. And then yes, things just obviously go from bad to worse because at this point I feel like Amber is like nothing. Not that it's nothing, but like you have that, and then now this whole thing with Ezra Miller going on. Oh God, that's another that's another mess. Like that's another mess. Uh, yes, from a PR standpoint, I don't know what Warner Brothers is doing. Like you look terrible going to have to like (laughs) i don't even know like crisis mode isn't even an option at this point like you're imploding from within (laughs) like you just look bad like if i was an actor and i heard wb wants me to like work for them i'd be like no (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah i mean it's like uh okay warner brothers you're gonna have to pay me ridiculous amounts of money before i even agree to step foot into like uh (laughs) you know this chernobyl level disaster you're turning into yeah like it's just so so bad like yeah like it well okay there's like a bunch of crap with with ezra uh that i'm looking up real quick i just got a list of everything so uh right and uh just like just so we um we will try to be consistent about referring to Ezra as they, since they are um, queer and non-binary. Correct. So regardless of what is the total truth about what's going on with Ezra, we will try to be respectful of their preference. So Correct. That's after all, as we're recording this, it is Pride Month. So let's, let's yes. you know, we're going to... Yes. And if I if We're I be good about it, up, um, I I do apologize ahead of time. I will try and definitely keep that though. Like, 
in, in my head. Yeah. Um, but pretty much most, a lot of it uh, in the beginning, at least, is they have been accused of assault, multiple assaults. First one, I believe, was April of 2020. There was actually a video of Ezra choking a woman that went viral. And that took place in Iceland at a bar. Um, and the, for some reason, the cops weren't called. And, you know, basically, Ezra was just asked to leave the bar. And then this year, Ezra was arrested twice in Hawaii, first in March for disorderly conduct and harassment at a karaoke bar. And then again in April for second degree assault after they allegedly threw a chair at a 26-year-old woman in a private residence. They posted bail on both occasions. They were released, but uh, were charged for one of the incidents. And Hawaiian police said in April that they had an an ongoing investigation. Um, And an unnamed couple in also in April filed and then dismiss a temporary restraining order against Ezra, claiming that they had stayed with them in Hawaii, burst into their bedroom, and threatened them. We'll bury you and your slut wife, apparently is what they said uh, to the male, male victim. I don't know why they dismissed it after, but yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Gibson Iron Eyes, who's an 18-year-old who had been living with Ezra since December of 2021, sought a protective order. This is recent, I think, right? This just happened. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Sought a protective order from Ezra. And Iron Eyes is just like, that's a fantastic name. Can I just say that? Anyway, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) Um, Gibson's parents claimed that Ezra convinced them to send Gibson to Bard College in Massachusetts, and they would pay the tuition through a foundation and off and um and you know I guess like the parents were, were interested. Uh, they alleged legal documents that Miller uh, provided to Gibson with alcohol and drugs, including LSD, marijuana, and ketamine. And physically abuse them. That's okay. In December of 2021, Gibson's parents said they flew to Vermont to check on Gibson at Ezra's home after Gibson dropped out of school, only to find out Gibson didn't have their driver's license, keys, or ATM card. The filing also claims Gibson's parents found bruises on their body inflicted by Miller. Something Eagle and Iron Eyes allegedly took Gibson home for three weeks, but say Gibson then fled to New York to reunite with Ezra. They believe Gibson has been traveling with Ezra since then, including on the Hawaii trip where Ezra was arrested. Gibson seemingly denied these claims on an unverified Instagram post on June 5th calling the reports about Ezra a tragedy. So he's saying that he's not with Ezra. Or they are saying, excuse me. Uh, Great. 
Yeah. Um, as bad, and it is bad. It's not even you done know the yet. situation with Amber is, but yeah. There's more. Yeah. Like, oh god. And, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Unnamed, I forgot about that. Unnamed mother and her 12 year old child are all were just recently also granted an order of protection against Ezra, claiming that the actor threatened them with a gun. Yeah. So PR people, what do you do with this? Yeah, I mean, it's like as yeah, as bad as the situation with Amber is and it is. Uh that is like not anywhere near as bad as the thing with Ezra, not just because as you know, there's like a lot of there's like straight up unquestionable evidence that there's like weird stuff going on with them, but on top of that, just from like i guess you could say business perspective you know on their part ezra is playing a very major character in the dc movies i mean mira is like a secondary mm-hmm. minor character mm-hmm. but the freaking flash <laughs> is not a character you can sweep under the rug <laughs> So that that is a that that is a huge problem. And I think, and a I huge think problem. I read that he has his a solo movie coming out in twenty twenty three. Flash. Yeah, it's in the can. Yeah, 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 and the movie's in the can, and it's waiting for release. Yeah. Yeah, they may have to push that back and redo that one. Yeah, and. Um, now, this is the slightly speculative thing, but there are, like, a lot, there's, like, a lot of speculation that this solo movie is not just a solo movie, that there's actually speculation that this movie may be, like, um, the start of a soft reboot of the DCEU movie, uh, movies, and... One of the speculations is that this could be a version of um, Flashpoint, which is, I believe, um, one of those like uh, DC events that happen. And obviously, as you can guess by the name Flashpoint, um, the Flash is one of the main characters involved in it. And I believe it has something to do with the DC equivalent of the multiverse that we know is in Marvel. Well, there's a DC version. So, I mean, again, that's kind of the speculation, but you know, it's a, it's a perfectly logical one, yeah. you know, yeah. which, yeah. Which if that's the case, then the fact that there's this mess, this huge disaster, okay. Happening with Ezra as the center it's going to mess everything up for 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 Warner Brothers. So, uh how are you going to deal with the uh guys? <laughs> well, and the fact that like and here's the whole thing. And again, it's the fact that like literally and again going back to Johnny Depp Amber Heard, but it was like the moment that that UK trial was done, they asked Johnny to step down. Yeah. Now, again, yes, they didn't technically fire him. They asked him to step down, basically implying like either you you take the money we're giving you or you're gone anyway. So Johnny agreed to step down, whatever. But like they asked him to leave. Why wasn't Ezra taken care of the moment the first assault happened? 
He was arrested for assault in Hawaii. I mean, I don't even, yeah. the 2021, how was he even, al- like, what, and I mean, okay, fine, maybe after the first one, people make mistakes, if, you know, when, when you're drunk or whatever, uh, but they, they, they obviously have something wrong, and they yeah. need help, and I just don't understand how they are still, like, not fired. I know there was speculation. Was it TMZ that came out with it? Or someone came out saying. Yeah, TMZ. Yeah. Saying that they were. But there's been no actual announcement from Warner Brothers. So I don't know. Like, we don't know if that's true. Yeah, we don't, we honestly don't know. I mean, because if an actor, especially, you know, a leading actor um, in a movie is fired, you know, even if they come up with like some kind of, uh, you know, cover story, they still will announce it because it's a major thing to have to fire, you know, one of your main cast members. You know, and even if they don't immediately have a replacement for that actor, they still will usually announce it, you know, which which I'm sure all of you guys listening know perfectly well that this has happened plenty of times in the past where, you know, an actor had to be replaced, you know, whether they give you an explanation or not doesn't matter, but they they clearly have to announce that, right? Because... Obviously, once they do release the movie, it's going to be like, well, how come, you know, you said, you know, last year it was going to be this actor. Now it's this actor, isn't it? You know? So, yeah. Yeah. You know, the fact that there's no official announcement about what is the status with Ezra, you know, and Warner Brothers. It's like, we, we don't know. We don't know what's really going on. Or at least we don't know as of this recording. So it's like, what's the deal here? Right. Yeah. I I just, again, and I know we're talking mostly about like PR in this case, but like for a huge studio to allow this to go on for so long, like you need to fire your PR team for not taking, like handling something, you know, as well as hire, like firing pretty much everybody because. You haven't done anything that you should have done, but you know, that goes beyond. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. What do they do? Because even if they do, they fire Ezra, right? They finally make right. an announcement that Ezra Miller has been fired or will no longer be with the DCU, whatever. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm going to be like, oh, a little too late. Like, a little too late at this point. You know, like, I, I look at like yeah. I look at Warner Brothers and it's like you're you're a joke. You've become a joke. You know? yeah. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, am I gonna watch Warner Brother movies? Yes, probably. You know? As, well as long as it doesn't contain Amber Heard or Ezra Miller at this yes. point. Correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, because as Ezra Miller, that's again two big things. They're in the DCEU and they're in Fantastic Beasts. Like, 
Fantastic piece. Huge. Again, that's two huge separate things that, like, I mean, at this point, I don't know if they even have anything else for Fantastic Beasts. So that is obviously easy to fix. You can just hire somebody else to take that role. But the DCEU, like, that's trouble. Especially when you say, like, yeah. the Flash is, is in the, it's ready to go. And now they may have to, I don't even know. I don't know. With I'm glad I don't have to make that decision because that's a hard one because you just spent a lot of money. I don't even know if they'll even have the budget to reshoot that entire movie. It's not like you can just re like, like again with Amber Heard. It's probably a couple of scenes. That's easy. That's reshoots. You know that you just get a different actress and what yeah. like that's that's fine. If it was Jason Momoa, that would be terrible. Ezra, like they are the main character of the Flash. They are the Flash. So I don't know. I don't know. What's more, like what's going to cost more? I think that's what it's going to come down to. Is it going to cost more to remake an entire movie with a new Flash or take the loss in the box office? I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. Right. Glad I don't get yeah. paid to decide that at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, yeah, because like the fact that you guys let this go on for so long without really doing anything, and then now it's imploding. It's like I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing over there. You know, that's right? the thing. So what are you people You're doing? Setting yourselves up for just like, <laughs> like worst failure it could ruin the whole studio yes with the amount of money that they're gonna lose over this because that again no matter what they're gonna lose and i think they just have to figure out where are you gonna lose more lose more in the box office or lose more remaking the movie Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.